Greetings and salutations to you all. This is Dee Dee Moonflyer. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, your weekly voyage to points distant and parts unknown. We'll discuss all things paranormal, spiritual, weird, and wonderful. So if you're ready, grab your favorite tonic, your best comfy chair, and let's begin. Twilight Tonic. As usual, we have the most amazing guest, and tonight I'm really looking forward to talking to this gentleman. He's got a wonderful book out called The Unknown Other and The Existential Proposition of Alien Life. He's the co-founder of Ops, Paranormal Understanding and Support, which is a really cool website. Everyone, you need to check it out. It's O-P-U-S-N-E-T. W-O-R-K dot org. And there's some amazing information on there. And if you need support, Les is one of the ones you'd love to talk to. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about Les's experience, his, or- his organization, and the recent news reports. How are you tonight, Les? Great, Dee. Great to be with you. Yes, it's so nice to talk to you. Last time I talked to you, you were on Twilight Tonight, and that was so much fun. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, Les, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, um, yeah, if you, this whole thing started, I guess, you know, uh, when I was 11 years old and uh, I saw this object that scared the hell out of me and... Uh, uh, by the time I convinced my father to come out to take a look at this thing, it was gone. And he's, it, this was late October, and so it was already kind of dark. And uh, he said, it's probably just a beacon of light reflecting off a cloud. And so I didn't buy that and went to the library and picked up a couple of books on UFOs. And so I really mm-hmm. got into it. And um, But then, you know, I became a little bit older and... Uh, you know, I kind of forgot about the whole UFO thing uh, for for quite a while, and uh, you know, went off to college, mm-hmm. uh, uh, graduated from the University of Vermont, and uh, I was also in the ROTC program, and went into the uh, military. I was in the Army uh, Artillery branch for six years, and um, during that time, I got married, and uh, uh, luckily, uh, being an officer, which I was. Uh, uh, I was able to take my wife with me, and mm-hmm. so we we hung out for for a number of years at military bases. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, eventually moved to California in 1985, uh-huh. and I picked up the uh, the um, Mercury News. It was called back then the San Jose Mercury News because that's where we were. Um, and uh, There was an article about uh, this nuclear physicist by the name of Stanton Freeman coming to San Jose City College to talk about UFOs and a government cover-up. And it was like, oh, my God. That would be so cool. It was like somebody threw a switch. Mm -hmm. And and so I I said to myself, I got to go see this guy. 
And I went there expecting to see a handful of people, but the auditorium was packed. There must have been like 300 people there. And uh, <clears throat> he gave uh, one of his inimitable uh, uh, lectures and did a great job and, you know, showing all these redacted files that he was able to get out of the CIA and everything mm -hmm. and uh, under the Freedom of Information Act. And um, anyway, on my way out, at, at when he was done, uh, there was a table set up by an organization called MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. Mm -hmm. And uh, they produce a, a monthly journal. And so I decided, well, I'm, I'm going to get that journal to see about the cases. You know, they talk about cases in there. And so I did that for a while. And then, and then it was like, this was not enough for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found out that they had a, uh, a field investigator training course. And so I decided to take it. And uh, I uh, took the exam. I passed it. And I started to uh, investigate cases. Well, these cases that I, I got uh, involved with were not only people talking about the sightings, but they were also talking about their contact with non-human intelligences. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was kind of a nuts and bolts kind of a guy. And um, <clears throat> so the, the first case that I got involved with that, you know, I, I was kind of saying to myself, like, oh, my goodness, you know. Does this person have, you know, some kind of psychopathology or something like that, and right. hallucinating or all kinds of things were coming into my mind is, is this could not possibly be. And uh, but then almost without exception, all the cases that I got involved with, as I said, these people kept telling me stories that were very similar. And it was obvious that these people. Uh, did not have a psychopathology. A lot of them had gone to psychiatrists or, or psychologists because they thought they were going crazy. And then they found out that they didn't have a psychopathology. So then mm -hmm. what? what? What the hell do you do with that? Right. So, so <laughs> anyway, um, I um, was asked by one of the uh, uh, people one day that I know of other uh experiencers having similar things going on in their lives. And I said, yes, I do. And the next thing I know, I'm facilitating a support group in my office. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, I was uh, vice president of uh, this manufacturer's rep company called Luscom Engineering. And so we had a nice office and everything, a nice uh, uh, conference room and everything. So I was having these, uh, these uh, usually on Sundays, uh, these uh, group sessions where people were coming in and talking about their experiences, asking questions. And it was fascinating. And also it was very enlightening uh, to, to hear their stories. And, and uh, it was just just phenomenal to to really understand that these people were having significant experiences that were totally out of our reality. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just a totally different reality. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, as, as things continued, um, I got a call from, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, international director of MUFON asking if, uh, he could give my contact information to a reporter, uh, that worked for the Monterey coast weekly paper. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do a story on, you know, investigations of UFOs and things like that. So 
Um, I said, sure. And so he came out. We had a great conversation. Um, <laughs> it was a little embarrassing when, when the paper actually came out. He had my, my face on the front cover. I mean, it must have been almost the actual size of my head. <laughs> and, and looking up in, in the, uh, in, in, into the sky and saying, Les Velez, UFO investigator, you know, <laughs> like, oh my God. So anyway, uh, I got a, a call from a woman shortly thereafter who had read the article and um, wanted to understand what was going on with her brain uh, waves uh, when, when she was in contact with these, you know, off earthly entities. As she put it. And so, you know, I said to myself, well, I have no idea I could possibly help this person. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she said she was working with an emergency room doctor down in Carmel, where she was living and uh, California. And so <laughs> that kind of triggered something because I had a doctor friend, Dr. Eugene Lipson, who eventually became the co-founder with me of Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. And um, so... Uh, uh, he, he was always interested in, in trying to hook up with other doctors that were interested in the phenomena. So I called him up. I said, why don't we go down there and we can meet, you can meet this doctor. I can talk to this lady and we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what's going on. So we did. And as we walked into her home, uh, there was a picture on the wall and she was standing on the back of this vessel, rather good sized vessel. And obviously in, beautiful crystal clear blue waters uh, mm -hmm. i thought maybe the caribbean and uh so i asked her about it i said so what's this all about she says oh i was down in the caribbean helping these treasure hunters and i said really how were you helping the treasure hunters she says well i was in contact with the captain of the galleon that had gone down huh <laughs> so so that started the afternoon off with a bang so to speak and uh um we subsequently found out that uh, she had had a near-death experience. And afterwards, she became very psychic and started to have all these connections happening in her life. And uh, so uh, uh, she was started to tell us more things about ourselves that there was no possible way that she could know. So we came away from that afternoon saying, you know, how could we possibly do something like this to help people that are having experiences like this? And so that's when the idea of starting a nonprofit organization, which Opus is, uh, we officially became a nonprofit in 1994, mm -hmm. almost almost 30 years ago. And, uh, and we're still doing our thing, uh, basically helping people uh, that are having paranormal experiences. And when I Talk about paranormal. I mean, it covers a lot of territory. Right. I mean, poltergeist activity, spiritual awakening, kundalini awakening, uh, demons, angels, uh, uh, alien contact, uh, abductions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's there's a plethora of things um, that are occurring that are are definitely uh, in the realm of uh, another another reality. Um, right. that we don't we don't understand we just don't understand it so um and things just you know snowballed after that uh 
And uh, as it turns out, most of the people that are contacting us are people that have had contact with non-human intelligences. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we also are affiliated with and have associations with other organizations like the uh, Spiritual Awakening Network, uh, the uh, Paranormal Network, uh, others that, you know, get involved with poltergeist activity. So we can we can point people in, in other directions uh, that are looking for those kinds of help. But for whatever reason, uh, we've been predominantly contacted by people that have had experiences or abductions or contact, as, as people uh, like to say. Um, so it's it's been quite a ride, and uh, it's got so many facets to it. And you know, finally, when uh, COVID hit, this gave me the impetus to write my book, uh, "The Unknown oh, yeah. Other," and the existential proposition of alien contact, and um, which is on Amazon. And um, all the proceeds of that book, by the way, go directly to Opus. I don't take anything for it. That's my That's contribution awesome. to the cause. And um, so. Uh, you know, it's it's been quite quite a trip, and uh, the book basically outlines the physical, the psychological, uh, all the aspects, whether it's uh, implants, uh, whether it's uh, um, hybridization process, uh, uh, things of that nature. And then we also, uh, over the years, have done a, a couple of research projects. The first one uh, that we did. Uh, was actually funded by MUFON uh, mm -hmm. back in 2007 timeframe. Um, and um, I have to back up in the story a little bit because one of the things that uh, MUFON basically uh, was a nuts and bolts type of an organization. They were not that interested in, in working with people that claim that they've had contact with non-human intelligence. Right. And uh, so... So uh, one day I, I uh, called the international director, uh, James Carrion at the time, um, and said, you know, MUFON is missing the boat on this and understanding what these people are going through and what, what possibilities of understanding this phenomenon better. You know, we, we need to, you know, engage with these people. So um, we made an agreement. And um, basically, because MUFON wasn't set up to handle that. All the calls that were coming in to MUFON, people looking for assistance with their their contact, their experiences, it was funneled to me. And so I was taking those calls. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and Opus basically set up the, the, the formula uh, of how um, MUFON works now. Uh, they, they have a similar thing set up. Um, and uh, uh, so the basically the the thing that we've set up and, and has been very successful is is the fact that uh, we have a confidential online com support group uh, that's worldwide. Uh, we have almost 400 people from around the world that are talking 24/7, uh, telling their stories, asking their questions. Uh, and it's proved to probably be the most effective uh, uh, thing for people uh, to understand that they're not alone, that other people are having similar experiences. And uh, it, it, it's been such a help uh, to these people. And we get comments all the time 
from from these people that are in the group uh, saying how much help it's been to them uh, to understand a lot of the aspects of, of this phenomena and to understand that it, it's happening to a lot of people. Yes. And that's that's a whole nother ball game as far as, you know, is this just happening to a few people? This is happening to millions of people. Yes. And my latest theory on this is the fact that it's happened to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone has had an experience, whether they consciously remember it or not. And and I have a story to tell you about my particular situation because people have always asked me, so have you had an experience? Right. And 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 so one day in the support group, a person says to me, I've seen you before. And I said, Really? A UFO conference or something like that. They said, No, no, no. I saw you on board the craft. And I said, Really? That that's interesting. <laughs> I, I kind of blew it off. And um and then it was a year, year and a half later that a totally different person said the same thing. I've seen you before. And I said the same thing. I said, we're at a UFO conference. No, no, no. You were sitting on this bench naked on board the craft and you were freaking out. And they told me to go over to you to calm you down. Hmm, well, interesting. at that point, I decided I'm going to go get regressed and I'm going to see if I can figure out what the hell is going on here. So I did. And I found out nothing along those lines, but I had multiple past lives, Oh, multiple yes. past lives. And then I was talking to someone after I found that out and they said, well, perhaps these people have tapped into a past life uh, where you were abducted. And and so uh, and, and, you know, the way that these entities can manipulate time and space, it is totally possible that something like that might have occurred and you know reincarnation is is something that the uh these intelligences talk about uh i have an, a number of stories in my book uh, there's like 25 stories from people in the support group that tell their their stories about what happened to them and uh, as i said a couple of them talk about reincarnation that the aliens talk about the fact that, that this is part of the universal process this is this is just the way things are and and so i mean the revelations that have come forward uh, with these people and and, and my particular situation are, are very interesting and as i said i think literally and this is my latest take on all this is that we've all had an experience whether we consciously remember it or not and uh there's been a couple of times where some strange things have happened and I kind of kind of just blew it off. But who knows? Right. Who knows? Maybe maybe something did occur. Um, so uh, but, yeah, it, once you go down this rabbit hole, it, <laughs> there's so many, so many places you can go with it. And, uh, uh, and luckily, luckily, um, you know, for me anyway, um, I've, I've not and suffered a lot of, of the pain and anguish and, and stress and uh, that some people are having with these experiences. And uh, there's been a number of studies uh, done that uh, uh, talk about the fact that like 70% or so uh, of people are having 
positive experiences and others are you know, the remainder, the, the smaller percentage are having really negative type of experiences. But anyway, the study that we did going back in, in the story here, uh, back around 2007 that MUFON funded, uh, we took 71 people that claimed that they had been uh, had contact and 51 people as a control group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we did this study with them. We utilized nine different uh, psychological instruments to assess what was going on. Let, let me just read you some of the conclusions okay. uh, briefly. Awesome. In general, abductees and experiences profile differently than do their comparison counterparts on a number of general psychological and specific neurological variables. Yet there are remarkable similarities between the experiential group and the comparison group. It should be noted that in no case the experiences or comparison group participants show any signs of mental illness or personality disorder. So they did not have a psychopathology. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one that we found out, which is one of the debunkers always talks about false memory or fantasy proneness, fantasy proneness. And uh, fantasy proneness does not appear to play a differentiating role between the experiential and the control groups. However, sensitivity to alternatives, realities, and early and recurrent paranormal or psi experiences seem to play a role in the abduction experience. Mm -hmm. Now, the next one is interesting, and and this has been talked about before. Childhood conflict, psychosocial tension and abuse and trauma more than likely facilitated dissociative coping style in later life. And this dissociative coping style does not mean that they have a psychopathology. It's just that the way they handle these Mm -hmm. situations and they dissociate in a certain way. Both experience with and interest in the abduction phenomena have impact on impact on how one uh, one's body is perceived to function, how one views the world and one's purpose in it and how one's defines or redefines one's faith, traditions, and beliefs. In essence, both experience with and interest in contact seem to change one's sense of self and one's worldview. Mm-hmm. And many people that have had these experiences come back with really positive uh, thoughts that have been uh, told to them that we need to be better stewards of the planet. We need to mm-hmm. be better than one another. We need to be more loving uh to one another i mean those are all wonderfully positive things you know so right. unless yeah so you, you can't you know that 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 always uh, uh you know was a surprise to me when these people came back and, and started telling stories like that because initially all these experiences are, are traumatic uh mm-hmm. and, and and they're scary uh but after a while people come to uh accept it and and are okay with it and then in the the latter stages uh when these continue and most of these experiences do continue but when they stop it's almost like the stockholm syndrome that they they wonder why why aren't they coming for me i'd like to see them again you know it's like that (laughs) that would make sense uh, yeah the other thing that uh, we found out that the brain generally in the temporal lobes and limbic system more particularly play a mediating role in the anomalous experiences such as abduction. Mm-hmm. This this in no way implies that abductions are all or only in the abductions uh, abductees' heads. Um, but you know, so 
And that's there's been a lot of talk. Gary Nolan at Stanford University has, has done some studies on, on people's uh, brains. And uh, there's been an area, the, uh, the caudate putamen area, where there's more connections in people that have psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. And it seems to run in families. And yes. then these people meet you know, other people that have that kind of uh, uh, of uh, capability. It's almost like an evolutionary process that's going on. And then eventually we're all going to be like that. But in the meantime, those of us that don't have that capability are shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really interesting knowing everyone knows that I grew up with this stuff. But the really interesting part about me growing up with UFO phenomenon is my mother. Mm-hmm. And she saw a UFO when she was pregnant with me with another car in New York State. And it was in the 60s and they pulled over together. They had to pull yeah. over. They got out of the car and she said she could see every detail on that. Wow. wow. That's terrific. And, Unbelievable. And then after that, the whole family growing up, we all had experiences that we could not explain mm-hmm. inabilities. Yeah. And some of them were really, really odd. Um, I can remember a little kid, something explaining weather patterns to me. Mm. Interesting. And it was really weird. And that continued like continued. And then I had a horrifying experience when I was 16. <laughs> but uh-huh. when I, When I was little, it was really interesting. We lived in Wadsworth in the 70s, early 70s. And I remember, and Wadsworth, Ohio is near Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It's near the Great Lakes, not too far from them. And we lived on two acres of land. And I can remember one night, the whole house lit up. It was completely silent. My mom was petrified. I was a little kid, so I was looking at all the windows. Being mm-hmm. a kid, my mom's like, down, get down. And yeah. next thing we know, there were helicopters in the backyard. Oh, wow. And that's all I remember. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's really interesting. I think that's why what you're doing is so fascinating to me. You're actually talking to these people, and it's comforting to know that they can get some kind of relief and not feel weird. Yeah. And, and you know, you were lucky in a sense that, you know, you had a family that was all involved in it. So, you know, what you weren't just the only person Mm -hmm. that had that experience because in a lot of cases, families are not very receptive to a member having an experience like this. You know, they don't want them to uh, expound on it. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. Uh, So then then what do you do? You know, you can't talk to coworkers usually that that's the same scenario or even a clergy, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, there's been, you know, you you look at uh, Chris Bledsoe's uh, situation where, you know, the, the, the town, you know, was against him and, and the church was against him. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody was against the yeah. poor guy, you know, and he's had very significant um, experiences. And so it, it is a tragedy that people have to deal with this, you know, it, by themselves. And and that's mm-hmm. not good because mm-hmm. a lot of these people eventually have real mental issues. Uh, they, you know, they suffer from PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't they can't function in life uh and it's 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 amazing how many people come to us 
that not only uh, are non-functional, uh, they have problems with money, they have problems with homes, uh, not having homes, or um, it, it's it's really it's really bad. And uh, uh, you know, when you hear these stories, uh, you can understand why they're in that position. Yeah, some of them are scary. Experience that, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's weird. My mom's family, her mother and father didn't believe her mm-hmm. until and this is the best form of revenge ever. <laughs> 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 My mom gets this frantic phone call from her mother. Mm-hmm. She saw an unidentified flying object. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it scared her silly. And then my mother's father made fun of the mother for years over that. <laughs> my mom just giggled after she got off the phone. She goes, I told you, yeah. I told you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And that's why I, I really believe, tr- totally believe, you know, that so many more people than what is, you know, uh, talked about or having experiences mm-hmm, and yes. there a lot of people are afraid to talk about it um you know they're concerned about talking about it but it's it's across the board i mean you know mm-hmm. you have you have policemen firemen doctors lawyers uh, blue collar workers you name it uh, all all kinds of people uh educated not so educated people right. having experiences it's it's all it's across the board and uh you know, because all people talk about why, why me? You know, why is it happening to me, and and not you know Joe Blow down the street? Uh, but they may not know that Joe yes, Blow is probably exactly. having an experience too. <laughs> yes, I agree. I, I, you know, sometimes I wonder because I hear people talking. You know, when they find out I'm really into this, sometimes mm-hmm. the things they say are almost like clues. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, it's what's what's interesting, you know. If you if you uh, are, let's say, in front of a, and I've done this uh, when I've given a, a talk or something, and I'll 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 say, how many people here have had an experience? And you don't get too many people uh, raising their hand, but afterwards, they'll come up to you mm-hmm. and say, I didn't say anything before, but I, I want to tell you about my, my and. It happens all the time. It happens yeah. all the time that, you know, it, it, people are still nervous about outing themselves, so to speak. Sure. You know? And uh, and I can't blame them uh, because society is, is not geared to, to it. There's a real conscious dissonance going on. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is happening now with all these uh, hearings that are going on. I mean, I the day after that hearing... Uh, you know, uh, Sean Kirkpatrick, who's the head of the AARO, you know, comes out and says, I mean, he didn't come out and say that uh, Grush is a liar, but mm-hmm. in so many words, he, he was saying, he was refuting what he was saying that, oh, you no, know, we don't have this and we don't have that. Well, he should know if they have this or that. Yeah. And, 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 and so what is he doing? I mean, has he not read into what, what Grush knows? Mm-hmm. And supposedly, Grush has already, you know, opened up uh, behind uh, closed doors, but the who, the what, the where, all that stuff. 
I know. I'd love to be a fly in that room. Ah, uh, yeah, you used the same terminology I I did the other day. I said I'd love to be a fly in that room and to listen to, listen to what's going on. Oh, I would. Nobody knows uh, how badly I would love to be a fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the spider. Okay. Just <laughs> well, maybe maybe in your reincarnation you could become a fly. <laughs> I don't like flies that much. No, I know. I, don't, I, 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 don't, I want to be an eagle when I come back. That's what I, want to be. I want to be a ballerina. Ballerina? Oh, very yeah, good. Yeah. That was my childhood dream. I was a dancer for 30 years, but a ballerina took a little bit more money. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because when I was four years old, my mother decided that I, I should take ballet. Uh-huh. And... And then uh, after one year of that, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and so then she then she said, no, you're going to take tap dancing. Oh, my. <laughs> so so I, I I started to tap dance and then uh-huh. I took ballroom and then I took modern jazz. And I didn't stop until I graduated from high school. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm a dancer, too. <laughs> yes. I Oh. Yeah, when I was a kid, I'd run home, practice three or four hours a day. I was very dedicated. Oh, good for you. That's and then great. That's I grew great. up, and next thing I knew, I was a professional dancer. I was like, how'd this happen? Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I'll have to talk to you more about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find really interesting about these three gentlemen is how the public has handled it. Mm-hmm. I have never heard, I mean, the backlash has been weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've heard yeah. people getting mad, and I'm like, why are you mad? This is super interesting. Do you really think we're the only ones? Or are you that arrogant to think we're the only ones in the universe that possibly could have life? Right. And intelligence. Right. I didn't know well, you were that special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God, everybody's yeah. special, but... There's got to be more out there. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and and the psychologist or psychologist, (laughs) the the scientific community and the psychologist, uh, which is something I need to talk about as well. um, You know, they they just they just, you know, the scientists say, well, it's impossible based on our physics. Okay, that they can't travel here from wherever uh, they can't do this. They, you know, none of this is possible. Well, that's 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 such narrow thinking uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we you know, we years and years ago, they said that we could never fly. It was impossible right. <laughs> to fly. And guess what? We're flying. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing a lot more than that. I mean, so, their technology could be so far from ours that we don't have an understanding oh. of it. Yeah, well, you know, Arthur C. Clarke told, you know, said a famous thing about the fact that uh, their technology appears to be magic to us, you know, because mm-hmm. we can't figure it out. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 just amazing. But uh, I I knew that there was going to be pushback after after that hearing. But uh, the next, the, the most important thing is the fact that this was a a, a bipartisan hearing that there was Democrats and Republicans yeah. that were really invested in trying to get to the bottom of this 
And a couple of the people that surprised the hell out of me was Representative Getz, who uh, basically is, you know, he, he didn't think anything the Democrats did is good. So uh, and, and, a, and a couple of other Republicans that were kind of not, you know, other political issues, they were definitely, you know, not in favor of anything that the Democrats were talking about. Right. But they were totally on the same page. They were all on the same page on this one. And and that was refreshing just by itself um, to see that going on like that. Yeah. Uh, so like a team again. Yeah. You know, this is the way Congress should work. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think after hearing these three guys and their amazing stories, I think it probably clicked in their head like, oh, what in the world? I mean, mm -hmm. listening to those guys, how sincere they were and saying, yes. look, we were up there. We we saw them. Mm -hmm. I felt scared. I didn't understand this technology. I, I didn't get it. And it's like some people just don't want to listen to it. No. Well, you know, it's it's a totally different mindset, you know, that uh, people have. Uh, most people could, you know, care less about the whole situation because, you know, they they get up in the morning, they have breakfast, they go to work, they come home at night, they have a drink and have have dinner, watch a little TV, go to bed, get up the next morning, right. do the same routine over and over and over. And, and, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but the bottom line is that they're more concerned about putting food on a table and sure. taking care of their kids and, and all kinds of other issues that are thrown at them. And so people like you and me are lucky in the sense that we have the wherewithal to take a different path yeah. uh, and, and do different things and, and, and really uh, are able to uh, investigate further what we really, really are interested in. Yeah. Um, so I feel very fortunate to be able to have opportunities to talk to people like you and others. It just inspires me. And it, and I think too, when I started doing this a few years ago, it did feel weird to have experiences and not be open about them. Mm -hmm. Sure. It felt Absolutely. like I was weird all the time. Like that well, I, you are weird, baby. You are weird. <laughs> Which you see me in person less. <laughs> oh, someday, someday. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll be the one with the head, one side of my head shaved and the crazy clothes. <laughs> That's me. Oh, and purple hair, please. I need purple hair. You need purple hair? Well, I'm letting it go more and more white. And as soon as it's oh, really okay. white, you'll see more colors. It okay. used to be purple, actually. But it was like an auburny purple. It was fun. Oh, I don't do that now. I'm letting it go. But All right. <laughs> I think I think it's just so important. And I know some people are like, well, those TV shows, but those TV shows has helped all of this come to the forefront. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, History Channel has done a great job of uh, indoctrinating people, so to speak, with uh shows like that i mean like mm -hmm. unidentified and uh, with lou elizondo and and now the secret of skinwalker ranch and now beyond skinwalker ranch and right uh 
so many other other programs, you know. But m- mainly the History Channel has been with Ancient Aliens. That's the other big show yeah. that they, they've done for years, uh, which is all, you know, it's interesting. You know, some of it, uh, you know, maybe a little bit far out there. But uh, as far as their uh, thoughts on, uh, you know, whether or not uh, we were created by the aliens, uh but it's it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. And uh, some of the manipulation that's been going on has probably started eons ago. And and uh, that that certainly, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, Gary Nolan was the one that was talking about the fact that uh, from an evolutionary process mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we have have evolved a lot quicker than what our genome, uh, our DNA, it, it changes or uh, mutates about every 600,000 years. And mm-hmm. the, the, the geologists say that the planet is 4.5 billion years old. But in order for us to be where we are uh, evolutionary-wise, the planet would have to be 9 billion years old or somebody messed with us <laughs> to get it. <laughs> To get us to where we are. I so, think they're uh, still messing with us. <laughs> well, that seems to be the case. That seems to be the case. And I think these people that have uh, more connections in the Caudate Putaman area are, are, are uh, you know, examples of that. Right. Uh, that this is this is something that is uh, continuing. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see where, where it all uh, ends up. But the bottom line, there's so many other aspects to this whole thing. You know, people talking about, um, you know, a false flag uh, thing going on and that mm-hmm. this is just the uh, initial, uh, you know, uh, salvo and, you know, pointing out the fact that these things could be a security problem. You know, next thing you know, they'll they'll be saying, well, we need to shoot them down, which is, I mm. think, a bad, bad idea. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad. <laughs> Yeah, very bad well, idea. Based, certainly, based on what uh, 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 Favor talked about, he mm-hmm. said, he said, if we had to fight these things, it would be impossible. <laughs> yeah, I was so about to say, um, how are we going to do that? Judging yeah. from what this gentleman has said, right? Yeah, it, 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 he just basically said, "Hey, it, there's no way." <laughs> They can outrun us. They can outmaneuver us. They can do anything they want. And uh, and there's been there's been instances, uh, and, and it's been uh, videotaped. Uh, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. He worked for I think he worked for uh, NASA. Mm-hmm. That they they showed a, a missile launch. Um, probably he probably didn't work for NASA, but another uh, governmental agency. And uh, they they launched the missile, and then this object came in and shot out a ray, and it, oh, and yeah. it caused the missile to explode. That that to me, I mean, this this <laughs> this was verified. Yeah, and it was it was basically covered up. It was covered up, so it was like they didn't want us to do what we were doing for whatever reason. And I think. I think it might have been like they got they got their signals mixed up and thought it was an actual missile with a warhead in it and it was heading to create a war and so they they stopped it. 
That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, they've, they've already done stuff at like Maelstrom Air Force Base in the 60s where they shut down the whole system. You couldn't couldn't launch anything. And then the opposite happened in Russia where all the, the missiles were about ready to launch. <laughs> wow. And yeah, so they've been they've been interacting with us for eons. It's almost like they're trying to save not necessarily us, but our planet. Yeah. You know, I kind well, of like feel that way very deeply. Like they, they care about us, but something about this planet is very important. Yeah. No, there's no question about that. There's no question about that. This is, this is a beautiful planet, which we're oh, yeah. screwing up big time. You know, oh, it look is. what's going look 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 what's going on with the weather right now. I know it is, it is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. We're having major floods. We're having major heat. We're having major cold weather in certain places. We're the ice the 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 uh, ice caps are are melting. Uh, the sea is rising. Um, they just had a a thing on on the news this morning about Texas. The whole Gulf Coast area is it, 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 there's going to be significant areas like Galveston, yeah, which is a big town. It could be underwater. Oh my by, goodness! By twenty by twenty fifty by twenty fifty, they're talking about that. And it's That's a beautiful coastline. Yeah, beautiful. And, and, and they're saying that 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 protects the coastline. These all these barriers, you know, the sand dunes and the. And the uh, swampy type of stuff uh-huh. uh, that prevents storms from really tearing up the you know the the the, the, uh, the coast. And um, so I don't know. I I I had a uh, I have a a cousin that uh, worked for NASA and in the Air Force, mm-hmm. part of the Air Force, and he told me this like ten years ago mm-hmm. that in in thirty years that the sea would rise by three meters. Wow. Three meters. That's that's like nine feet. Yeah. Nine feet. That's that's gonna inundate a lot of Florida. <laughs> yes. Uh there's gonna a lot of places are gonna be really, you know, like Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> New Orleans will to... probably be gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They they have a hard time already, you know. Yes. So and we we we've got to do something or else uh, we're 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 in trouble. We're in trouble. So I don't know if the uh, our friends would be able to intervene to do anything at this point, but uh I'm all ears. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm all for them helping. I I know I know people think I'm nuts, but I just think it would be wise to start paying attention more. I mean, if if yep. they're out there and now they're it's almost like they're allowing us to realize that they're there. Mhm. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what really really made my eyes open up. It's like if they're mm-hmm. talking about this on TV, they want to be seen because with their technology, they don't have to be seen. Right. So I'm wondering if it's not done purposely. 
Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. We're here. We're here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, I think the, the situation with the military this this has been going on, but they you know they they have not been able to report these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, and so that that's a factor because I think if if they would have been reporting these things sooner, we we would be a lot further along, and uh, that hopefully that's going to be corrected. So we'll see. How do you think people are going to handle when they finally see one of the beans? Well, I, I guess it, it depends on you know if, if they if the Nordics show up, then it's probably not going to be much of a shock because right. they're 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 pretty damn good looking, <laughs> <laughs> tall and elegant. You can't yeah. eat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good the supermodels of the spaceships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, however, if a praying mantis shows up, that that could be a little bit of a showstopper. Or gray. Um, or gray, which is you know, look what happened with Whitley Strieber's book Communion when when that first came out. I mean, people freaked, and that's, uh-huh. that that brought a lot of people out of the woodwork. You know, uh, that's pet. That was petrifying as a kid. Let me tell you. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and it actually the hilarious thing is about that book. I think I was seventeen when that book came out. I was at a grocery store in Austin, Texas. And it fell into my cart. (laughs) I looked at it and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I was like, why? Why me? And of course, I bought it. Of course. And I read it three times, petrified the whole time. It's quite a story. Quite a story. Matter of fact, I I was lucky. I I was on Whitley's uh, show, Dreamland. Yeah, he, uh, he interviewed me, and what an uh, honor. It, it was. It was absolutely fantastic, and uh, he was so gracious. And uh, uh, yeah, you should you should check out the uh, interview. It was it was. Really I will. I love Whitley. I've, that he's one of my dream interviews. Mm. Yeah, it's a, and 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 that, and I I should do the uh, re- reciprocate with him and interview him because I I do interviews as well, and. Uh, and I've been lucky to inter- interview some really interesting people. The last guy that I, I did that really got like almost, I think, 8,000 views was uh, uh, John Ramirez, this uh, retired uh, CIA. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's, he's talking about the fact that uh, during the interview, he, he mentioned the fact that there was going to be some significant revelation happening between uh labor day and thanksgiving and awesome then um i called him later after that interview and uh, asked him what he thought about uh grush coming out and he said basically this is just the uh the opening act and uh wow uh, he believes that uh uh the date has been moved up on this revelation by somebody that has stars on their shoulders. So this is a military, mm-hmm. some general or something going to be probably in October. Uh, but I've, I've got a feeling that if these things keep going the way they're going, it's going to, it's going to happen a lot sooner. That and, just blows uh, me away. Yeah. 
pretty interesting. Where do I see this interview? What? Where oh, does... John's? Mine? Yeah. 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 It's you go to my website. Go to opusnetwork.org. dot org. And I didn't uh, see it earlier. Oh my gosh, yeah. everybody! You have to check out this website. What an interview! Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's. The, and then we also we also have a YouTube channel uh, where we where most of, most of the interviews reside. But if you go go into mm-hmm. our our website and you look up the the videos, uh, it'll it'll there's a button there you can click on. It'll take you right to the uh, YouTube channel, and that's where, like I say, most of the uh, videos reside. I'm so excited! I cannot wait. All right. Oh my gosh. I didn't like I knew you had videos on there and I'd seen, but I didn't see that one. Yeah. So I'm like Yeah, that, that's because if, if you just look, stay on our, our website, uh you'll there's only a few there. But the, the rest of them are, are on, on YouTube. The YouTube yeah. yeah. Oh well Les, I've got something to do this weekend. <laughs> that makes me happy woman. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I could assist. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's fascinating. You said that it's moving a lot quicker than they thought. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to come out in October? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, the, the 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 thing that that is the sticking point on all of this is the security aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we've figured out how these things work. Uh, we, we, we know, uh, you know, the, the, the bodies, uh, the aliens, and maybe we even have live ones, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, although <clears throat> this, uh, retired general, uh, and, uh, from Israel, Haim Ashed wrote this book and he talks about the fact that we have agreements with the aliens. Um, we're working with the aliens. Uh, we have bases on the moon. Uh, we have bases on Mars, uh, you know, and, and, and then in his book, he talks about the aliens saying that they didn't, they don't want to come forward at this time because we're not ready. Interesting. Right. We're, we're not ready. People are not ready for this. Um, so it depends on what group this is. I I don't think because the, the book is in Hebrew, I, I, I don't, I don't, so I haven't got it and I haven't read Mm -hmm. it. But uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, he describes what kind of alien it is. Right. Uh, I have, uh, you know, that that's another factor. Although you hear stories about the fact that the reptilians have actually been here on this planet in as yes. long as we have been. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's so fascinating. You know, I mentioned uh, uh, the study, that first study, which we called the Omega-3 study. Second one, we just finished the first phase of it is the Omega-4 study. Mm-hmm. And how clever of us to name it that. Uh, <laughs> um, where we we went out to therapists that are working with these people, mm-hmm. uh, with having contact. And uh, we found out some interesting things. We asked one of the questions, you know, what are people dealing with? And the majority of people talk about grays, that they interface with grays a lot. Uh, The second thing they talk about is orbs. Mm -hmm. This has become a real factor. Um, And uh, and then the the third thing was interdimensional beings. And the fourth thing was poltergeist activity. Yes. And and so they, they seem to go hand in hand. In a, in a lot of cases, um, so uh, it's 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 just 
And so the, the, the next thing we're doing is uh, going out to the clients of these people, uh, these therapists, uh, to get their feedback. And so we're hoping to ask more uh, questions, more different questions, uh, to try to better understand what's going on. So mm -hmm. the first phase of, of the study, the complete information on it, the results are on our website in the articles and uh uh, document section. So you can see it there. It's called the Omega-4 study phase one. Right. Uh, so that's that makes for some interesting reading if you're into statistics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the website well, is awesome. I always encourage uh, people. Thank you for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Is it is awesome. And it's it has a lot of information. So yeah. And we're we're trying to increase that. Matter of fact, we're in the process right now of uh, finalizing a brand new website. Uh, it, it we're going to be we're hoping to uh, get it all finished this this month, and then it'll be uh, uh, that whole site will change, and mm -hmm. uh, hopefully it'll be more more user friendly and more informational and. Uh, a lot more uh, uh, comments by providers and uh, also uh, experiencers. So, when that when it changes, make sure you let me know so I can share it on my sites, my social oh, sure. media Absolutely. and stuff. Because it's a sure. really amazing thing that you guys have done to help people. Uh, thank you so much, and and it's very, you know, gratifying um, to to be able to do this and. Uh, because of the feedback that we get uh, from people saying, you know, thank thank you for what you do, and you know, it's it's really helped me. And when you hear things like that, it just gives you that impetus to keep going. Because there's been a couple of times when I I've said to myself, okay, that's enough, I'm done, <laughs> and and uh, and then it's like I get sucked back in. It's like they 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 whoever they are uh, will not let me stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe this is what you're supposed to be doing at this point in your life. And I it, think so. And it has I great value. Is, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that that's exactly what's what the case is, that it, it does have value and that people are, are, are getting the kind of help that they need. And the, the other thing, too, I, I, I failed to mention is the fact besides the uh, online support group is we have a referral network of mental health practitioners and hypnotherapists. Mm -hmm. uh, for people that are looking for something like that. And one of the things that these uh, hearings are going to uh, start uh, fomenting, so to speak, is, is the fact that people are now getting confirmation yeah. that their experiences are real. That this 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 is not something that's, that uh, is a figment of their imagination that there are UFOs, there mm -hmm. are alien bodies, there are things like this. And so therefore, their experiences are not that weird anymore. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so they're going to, they're, they're, people are going to be coming forward and, and looking for more assistance and being able to talk to more people. And, and we get probably two to three every other day, people contacting us uh, looking for assistance. And like I mentioned is, uh, this has really been an uptick, uh, recently. And, uh, so, uh, we're looking for more therapists, uh, licensed, uh, mental health practitioners and certified hypnotherapists. So 
if anybody listening uh, knows of people uh, with those kind of credentials, we'd love to hear from them. Uh, there's two buttons on our, our website. We have a support mm -hmm. button uh, for people that are looking for help. And then we have a contact button, which, you know, if you're a therapist and you'd like to get involved with us, just hit that button. Tell us, you know, who you are, what you're, what you're looking, uh, what, what kind of credentials you have. Although we send out a form which is quite lengthy, actually. Well, yeah. We, 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 vet, we vet these people, we vet these people uh, because we want to make sure that uh, they've had experience, that they have the right kind of credentials uh, to, to be able to help these people. So, uh, but yeah, opusnetwork.org is the site uh, and you can find a lot of information there and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, Les, what is next for you this year? Anything new coming up? Besides your, I know you're extremely busy, but anything well, like. Yeah, um, I, I think what, one of the things uh, there's, uh, uh, I've been, like I said, I've been on, last week I was on four podcasts. Oh, I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> so, so, and, and, you know, I've got, I've got some more coming up next week. Uh, uh, Michelle keeps me pretty busy. Uh <laughs> And, and uh, so uh, that that that's pretty much what I've been doing. Uh, there's no conference coming up at the present time, but uh, I uh, uh, I definitely uh, will be getting out out there and, and doing uh, more of these uh, events uh, because uh, last year was a bad year uh, for me yeah. personally. Uh, with uh, um, I lost my wife of 52 years, and mm, I'm uh, so sorry. And, yeah, thanks. And then I had open heart surgery. Oh my, that. that was a bad year almost, last bad. Yeah, almost, at the, almost at the same time, almost at Aww. the same time. Yeah. So anyway, I wasn't doing much last year, but this year I, I plan to get out and do some more things and uh, hopefully uh, make some more progress as far as getting the word out that we exist, yes. uh, that we're here to help. And uh, that's pretty much it. Absolutely. Les, you know, it's amazing talking to you. Thank you. And it's great always to talk to you, Dee Dee. Yes. And maybe at some point, I'd love to have you come back on. Oh, I, I absolutely love it. Wonderful. Les, we're going to talk about your website one more time. It's opus.work.org, correct? It's, no, it's Opus Network. Oh, sorry. OpusNetwork.org. Just smack me. <laughs> it's, I would if I could. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day at work. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but it is spelled O-P-U-S-N-E-T-W-O-R-K dot O-G-O-R-G. And right. they can get a hold of you on social media and through your website, correct? Yeah, we we we're on the uh, we have a uh, Facebook uh, group and page, and uh, and you have to put in the whole word "organization for paranormal understanding and support." Otherwise, if you just put in Opus, it takes you some weird place, <laughs> <laughs> another so, dimension. Yeah. Yeah, another dimension. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, um, uh, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, so you can see us there, and a lot of the uh, interviews reside there. Wonderful. 
And make sure you get his book, everybody. It's on Amazon. Yeah. It's a great yeah, read. The unknown, un- unknown Other and the Existential Proposition of Alien Contact. Yes. Wes, you have a fantastic weekend. Hey, you too. Thank you, Dee Dee. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Good night. Good night.